Hey, follow me on Instagram, yes, King Oliver, and make sure you follow and subscribe so you get a notification when I've released a new episode. You have a great day. So I've been saying this for a while now, that the world has a way of recycling the wheat, recycling the dead wood, and then putting that back into the earth, for example, which you use that nutrient mm-hmm. to create new forms of life, whether you're a tree, Absolutely. humans, fish, energy in the, in the space, it doesn't matter. God, if there's a God, doesn't think, okay, humans are more elite than a giraffe or a donkey or a camel. It's just part of life. And I think that in every so many years, like every so often a planet it will orbit itself again everything comes back around. And I think that a virus, whether it's in man or a tree fungus, is a way of recycling the weak and regenerating the the, the strong to restart again. What's your thoughts with that in terms of relating it to COVID? Uh, hold on. <laughs> was, that your th- was that what you were thinking? Is that your yeah. thought? What you were just that's, saying that's, to that's me? That's what I've always thought. Just dead wood. Uh, oh, mate, I couldn't agree more. It's so refreshing to actually hear that because... It, that's such a controversial thing to say, but it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? It, it, it for me, it just seems obvious that that's what's going on, um, because that's how the world's always worked. It's just that human beings now in modern day society we've become so comfortable and so complacent and so privileged with the comfortability of our lives and the little things around us and our access to food and, you know, air conditioning and TV and, you know, all these things that we didn't have, you know, 200 years ago um, when diseases would come through and wipe out half the planet, you know, like the Black Plague. Um, but now we've, we've become so used to being such a dominant species and when something like this does come around and does affect us in such a manner, uh, everyone freaks out and everyone wants to jump to, I mean... People would rather whole economies collapse than, you know, like you said, just some of the dead wood, some of the riffraff being weeded out. And I think um, COVID is the world's way of saying, listen, motherfuckers, listen, humanity, listen to society. Stop killing me. Stop destroying me. And it's just a... uh, a fighting response. It's pushing back against Homo sapiens. It's pushing back against human beings and going, I'm going to come out, I'm going to send this thing out and I'm going to wipe some of you out because you're treating me like such shit. You know what I mean? And this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to level you guys out. And this is sort of a shockwave I'm going to send through society to push back on what's been going on, you know, because the way we've been treating the earth and the way we've been... Well, yeah, selfishly treating the earth and and raping and and, and, and and extracting all the resources and being so selfish, um, something like this was eventually going to come around, right? I mean, it was just a matter of time. And I think we're lucky it's something relatively small. I think COVID is something that's been relatively small to a cataclysmic scale of something that could happen. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so I think it's all to do with ratio. If you go back, say thousands of years of just animals and humans we don't know what viruses diseases plagues whatever were around there there could be say a field full of cows one of them gets a disease let's call it mad cow's disease and it wipes out the cows in that field and then the next Mm. field down the road there could be another disease and that could wipe out the cows it might be two different diseases it might be the same disease it's only because everything is now on TV that we see every cow around the world. And, exactly. And so now, so now it's like, oh, my God, this massive thing. But all these small viruses, bacteria, whether it's in a maggot, a tree, the rock, mm-hmm. it's always been there. It's just on a bigger mm-hmm. scale. And in that ratio, that small group of cows with the disease is equivalent to COVID around the whole world. It's just in ratio. The more humans there, the more likely they can get it. The more humans out there, the more likely we're going a vaccine so mm-hmm. it's that's the same as 50 cows in a field and only say 30 surviving and 20 dying that's the same mm-hmm. as say uh, a billion getting it and um only a hundred thousand dying it's it's in ratio mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how mm-hmm. many it's all in ratio it's, it's this balance and like anything if you have too many trees close together and there's a fire it 
burns the next one and it dies. If you have too many human beings on a train going to work, right, we're all going to cough and get the flu and we're going to die. And humans have played God for so long, or they think they're God because everything's exactly. come our way. Because you said food, everything's on demand, that we realise we're no God. We're no different to an ant in terms of the law of nature. There's no elite species on the planet. We're just all the same. And we've had it our way for so long thinking everything is just we are God. And God's like, no, you're not. I can walk you out in a second. And it <laughs> exactly. takes two years for human beings to be like, what the fuck's happening? I can't go to the gym. can't go to restaurants. What the fuck is happening, God? And yeah. God's like, well, I did tell you. You keep fucking burning my trees and using my carbon dioxide and mining my gold and shagging all my, uh, my, uh, my children. Raping, like, what do you expect? Absolutely, a thousand percent, man. And it's very. I find the level of outrage over the disease frightening because the disease, it's not. The impact that it's had on. that should have had on the world shouldn't have been that large. It should have wiped out maybe, let's say, a few hundred thousand of the elderly population who were probably on their way out anyway. And 90% of the time, there's. Um, other circumstances, right? There's other. There's, there's underlying diseases already with these elderly people that are dying. They're not just very rarely they're just getting COVID and dying, right? They've already got respiratory issues. They've already got all sorts of issues. Um, so it was supposed to just weed out, like you said, this um, this riffraff, like the, the, some of the elderly community. And, you know, that might be a controversial thing to say, but it, it's the truth. And But it, instead, um, due to media and due to social media and mass media, it's just been turned into like this, mad insane global just everyone's just going and it shut down all the economies in the world and it's become politicized um like everything does in the states and so now wearing a mask or not wearing mask is either you're on the left or you're right and it's just it's just become this insane all world consuming thing when it shouldn't have been that big a deal it should have just been like any other flu or any other small disease it would have come through it would have taken some lives taken some casualties and gone but instead it's turned into like this year-long world madness, this absolute shit show. And um, I think that's kind of a worrying sign for the way society acts and handles things for the future. Because imagine if something bigger than this comes along, how we're going to act and how we're going to handle it. Like we're clearly not handling just as, as a society and, and as humanity, we clearly don't handle little disruptions very well, you know, like... <laughs> Like it's it's worrying to see or to think what might be coming in the future and how we might handle it, um, because yeah, it's just it's been scary so far. So I had COVID, and I'd rather COVID than the flu because I mm. had what I would call flu symptoms for a day, and then it was yeah. gone. I would yeah. rather COVID over the flu because when I get flu, I have the I can't fucking move out of bed for yeah. four days. I'd I rather COVID. It. The only problem. Is that it attacks the respiratory system rather than just whatever the normal flu does. And if you have a weak immune system, that is mainly connected to the respiratory system. So the answer is, if you care about life that much, stop smoking, eat healthy, yeah. exercise, yeah. stop being stressed, stop being a negative prick, stop <laughs> like like fucking killing yourself in the first place. It's like if you really cared about your life, you wouldn't do all of this. But it's tricky because most people see that as the normal way of life to go to the FC to have these new trainers mm -hmm. to do this and mm -hmm. do that they follow patterns they have no self-awareness no brain they're following the follow as you said off a cliff of death right mm -hmm. the love podcast they don't mm -hmm. know this so can you blame them no that's that's it it's just two different tribes this tribe does this this tribe does that if you don't like that tough if you like that go over there don't try and mm -hmm. take from there and say you should be doing this like politics and religion go in there have your eat your you eat your you're human if you want it's none of my business like just because there's laws that's none of my business like you stick to your tribe and you stick to your tribe who am mm. i to say to a tribe in you go under or some african jungle in a human being that that's wrong that's all they've ever known so who says my yeah. way is correct and your way is wrong who the fuck says anything you're just yeah. an ant eating a fly yeah but a much more evolved species yeah. yeah and i think you tapped on something that goes even a little bit deeper it's just like um, the fundamental basis of society is what people think is right and wrong. I'm so sick of hearing people telling each other what's right and wrong. You know what I mean? Like people have become so polarized and so extreme and going to the face of politics. If you look at the left and the right, I've never seen a time in the history of mankind where people have been 
so polarized and so um, radicalized on each of their extremes of what they think is right and wrong when there is no such thing as right and wrong, right? Right and wrong, uh, man-made constructs and social constructs that we have in society that we as humans have agreed upon in whatever particular society we live in. And that is right and wrong. And so I'm so sick of people getting killed in the media for just having an opinion about something that just might be a little bit left of center, a little bit different to someone else's because there is no right and wrong. There is no, there's, there is nothing saying in cement that, you know, this is bad or that this is good. Um, and that's, I think, another dark path society is going down. Like you said, everyone's got their own tribes and everyone thinks everyone thinks the other tribe's wrong and their way's right, but no one's willing to put themselves in the shoes of the other person and no one's willing to no one's willing to go out and figure out what the fuck's going on for themselves anymore. No one's trying no one like you said, no one's ready to put the time in to figure out who they are what their world's about, what they think of the world. Everyone just wants to sit at home, consume whatever they've given by the mass media and just regurgitate that in conversations they have. And that's a problem. That's a major problem because that means the media dictates what people think and that means the media dictates the narrative of the world. And that's a scary thing because the media is completely out of control. <laughs> so, you know, you end up with this clusterfuck of uh, societies that are just running mad. So the bigger they are, the harder they fall, as as you know. So the more um, more power in something, the more power can go out. The more, mm. let's just put it into like a magnet. If you've got a, a small magnet, then it will repel another magnet, a, say a centimetre, right? It's just mm -hmm. only got enough force to repel that a centimetre away. If you've got a fucking massive, huge magnet, goes to another magnet, that force will repel it even further. So the more people, the more polarized. Okay, in energy, we all become one, and we're all already mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Human beings, physical objects, are essentially trying to make a square go into a circle, right, or a triangle Ooh. go into a ob mm -hmm. uh, oblong, right. Mm -hmm. You got a human trying to go into another human, a tree going into a tree, a, a duck to a uh, human. We're two physical things. We're not the same. We're not going to merge as one. We're not going to attract. So therefore, we repel. Energy yes. goes into one. Physical objects, we cannot merge into one, right? We are already mm -hmm. divided. When we, our parents have sex, they, our, our cells, you know, the sperm and the egg, it's divided. It becomes two, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're always going to have two physical things repelling as opposed mm -hmm. to attracting because mm -hmm. that is just how it is. If you look at old tribes of humans as well as animals, if they see an elephant that's not part of their pack or some jungle African man who's come to a another jungle, so they're gonna feel them as a threat so rather than welcoming them in or saying prove to me or no threat you just repel them you fight them away you chase them mm -hmm. off your land you go with a weapon there's no mm. like oh let let me get to know you no it's fuck off i don't know who you are or you're already mm. one of us so it's that black mm. and white it's in yeah. out attraction repel so whether you're politics religion it is always and has only ever been about if you're not part of us you're not part of us there's yeah. no in-between. We are physical things, and you can't put a square and a triangle together. In energy mm. terms, we're already one. So there's always going to be differences of opinion with anything in life. Vegan movement, Black Lives Matter, Republicans, Absolutely. politics. It is every single brain, it is not. Therefore, it yeah. is two separate things. And yeah. that's when you realise, as much as humans try to make everything one, it's scientifically mm. impossible. And so therefore you realize I'm just going to do me. That's it. Yes. Well, you have to, you have to, if you act authentically and you be yourself, that's the best you can do in life. I think, I think that is the highest level of being. If you can find who you are deep down inside, you can make decisions from your gut and you can just be yourself authentically, whether or not, you know, sometimes that makes you a bit of an asshole or whatever that makes you, whatever that makes your thoughts. I think that is the highest level of existence and the high, highest level of being because no one else can expect you to be any other way. But do, do you get concerned with the current state of societies? So growing up, I was, you know, I was, I understood everything bigger than it was politics, Illuminati and all that type of shit. And I realized there's no such thing as an Illuminati. You can't just put the rich, powerful people together thinking they're all trying to have more money and more power. Individually, they mm. might be, but it's not just one basket. Yeah. And so therefore you think, well, 
why is society like this? Why did school treat me like this? And you start to hate the system and hate why people are doing it. And you're like, well, why can't you just do this to make it more peaceful? Why can't you? And, you know, buy everyone a house and make people have lots of money so they don't struggle. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that's not how it's set up. And then you understand no. how and why it's set up, which is education system is about getting the next generation to work for the establishment. Yes. And you're teaching them in forms of questions and answers. Mm-hmm. And that's how, how it's always been. That's why the school system was created years ago. Mm-hmm. And so therefore you can't beat the system. So if you can't beat them, join them. So you've got mm-hmm. a choice to sink or swim. Beat, try and beat them knowing you won't or join them. Get really rich and then do good if you want. Because you're not going to beat them. Mm. That's it. It's just yeah. knowledge and understanding that if there's a big man in front of you, seven foot guy, and you're a three foot Chinese person, you're not going to win in a fight. So don't even try no. and punch him because he's just going to stamp on you. And when you have that yeah. awareness of, and your ego doesn't say, oh, I'm going to use my Chinese karate move on him, you want done. No, you're still going to lose. He's the bigger animal. And in life, if you're the bigger animal, you mm. dominate. And so therefore, mm. don't try and beat him with your ego and your Chinese moves. Go over there and just live your life by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, what you're talking about is essentially capitalism 101, right? It's they need a mill of brains coming out. They can just do the medial tasks, do all the little things, and then send all the, you know, the 80% revenue up to the managers, and then they can send the rest up to the people at the very top. And that's how the society you live in works in England. That's how it works in Australia, where I'm from. And um, and pretty much all first world countries, pretty much all countries, really. Um, and that's why you really do need to go and own it, become yourself, become whatever that is. And I think I was talking to someone recently and they were saying that it's some people are scared. Some people are afraid when you tell them just be who they are. You know, if you go up to someone who's, or if someone comes up to you and they're lost mm-hmm. and they say, Oliver, look, man, like, I'm so lost, man. I just, I want to be myself. I want to be like you. I want to go out. I want to find my passion. I want to live freely. I want to, I want to remove myself from the garbage of um, the mediocrity of society. What do I do? Like, how do I do it? They're so lost and they're so disconnected from themselves because they've spent so many years it's school and so many years being molded into whatever society wants them to be that they're so detached from their gut. They're so detached from their authentic selves. They don't know how to make decisions with their heart or they don't know how to make decisions outside of their brain and their brain is always tangled and mixed. And that's a scary thing because people have lost the ability to see their inner selves and make to, to even begin to find themselves, if you know what I mean. Like some people are so detached that they're not even aware that they're just completely molded by society and that they're completely run by their social norms and social constructs that they grew up in. Um, and I think our generation now more than ever, to some degrees, is the most lost because they're so caught up in, in this world that everyone... They're so lost between who society tells them they should be and who they actually are. So they've just gone either completely, our generation has gone either completely one way where they're just completely lost in who society tells them to be or we're now seeing, I think, a resurgence because we have so much information out there in this world that some people are actually finding their paths. And that, again, is more polarised than I think we've ever seen before in societies. You know, you've got people on such extremes. So I used to think only till recently, um, I didn't, I didn't, climate has always changed and climate will always change. But the thing Mm. of man having like the sole responsibility over climate, I always had a disagreement or an alternative answer. For example, Mm. icebergs melting. That's because David Attenborough has been doing documentaries there for the last, say, 60 years. So we can see it. But going back millions of years before that, who had a camera, the icebergs? like watching it in time go up and up and up and down like we don't know whether yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. freeze melt who the fuck knows like so you can't yeah. really say you know yeah. uh, icebergs are melting because of us because you haven't got much data 100 years versus millions of years you haven't Nothing. got any data right it's like how you, supposed to no, you can say no like you said you could that's no 
stuff basically exactly so then so then it was like well i always had an alternative but then that's the thing if you put global warming into one basket so you know food resources chopping down trees fumes in the atmosphere lack of carbon dioxide uh, lack of more carbon dioxide um, if you put everything into one basket as global warming it's it's all individual Right. Mm. It's like the food resource is a separate thing. Still man's problem to say too much carbon dioxide. And then the coral in the bottom of the ocean is different to the icebergs melting and then killing off the animals and the lions and the rhinos with their horns. Again, all man made. You could say it's all part of the global warming system in terms of the imbalance, but it's individual. And then when I when I started to break down everything and see, OK, taking all the trees for palm oil and how that means there's less oxygen in the atmosphere and you know less land which means in time we're going to have um not enough say resources to grow more food that is a problem but that's separate to icebergs melting and flooding new york and then everyone dies so it's not all one big thing and then i realized if we keep using the resources at the rate that we are we won't be able to provide so much food on a global basis that there's an issue with that Secondly, icebergs mm. melting. If, for example, in the last hundred years it is raising and we are flooding the like New York and whatever, then that is a separate issue. But that's not relevant to chopping down too many trees and farming everything and growing mass amounts of crops. It's two separate things. And then I realized, okay, climate change and global warming are two separate things, like the ozone layer. They're two separate things. It's all part of one big thing, but it's not... Mm. Okay, now we've got to stop the iceberg, stop planes, stop cars, stop killing animals, stop taking over land. It's like, well, we might as well go back to the fucking Stone Age and just live in a cave. Oh. I mean, so it's <laughs> yeah. not, if you do that and think it's all global, then we're back to square one. But it's mm-hmm. all individual. And so when, when you break it down, you realize, okay, we do have responsibility. Stuff that we are doing is impacting the planet. All these things in one basket isn't all connected. Like if you keep taking over farms and there's no land, statistically, if you look at how much land there is versus how many humans, you're going to come to a point where there's too many humans, not enough land. That's an Mm. issue. But Mm. you can't connect that saying, well, if we keep heating up the planet, the iceberg is going to melt. We're all going to flood because that's a separate thing. So Mm. human beings are having an effect that is contributing to what the earth was going to do anyway. That if we want to live in the way that we are we have to change but it's yes. not all connected does that make sense yes. yeah absolutely i'm not a bit of, oh, so weird man i have this weird thought like in buddhism right um one of the principles is everything is exactly as it should be and so there's this weird uh, obviously where we are having an impact on this world and we are clearly destroying it in so many different ways. It's just insane um, at such an expedited rate. But also there's the mindset, right, in Buddhism that everything is perfect. Everything is happening perfectly always. Everything that does happen should happen. And therefore, does that mean that we should be slowly devouring and destroying this world i don't know it's a weird it's a weird thought like are we going down a path that we're actually supposed to be like are we actually maybe meant to destroy this planet and as a species go down in flames with it and from something from that something else beautiful will be reborn and that we were just a blip on the radar and now you know we're gone but we created something more beautiful by just imploding and destroying ourselves like it's interesting to think what might be around the corner because you never know whether something or not is seemingly good or bad until the after effects keep happening. Like, um, like, I don't know, you could, could let's say in world war two, you could break your arm like a week before the war starts and then you don't have to go off and fight in the war. You know what I mean? So if you break your arm, you're like, fuck, I can't believe I broke my arm. But then the war starts and you have to get drafted, but you can't get drafted because your arms deformed. And like, oh, thank God I don't have to go fight in the war. You know, you never know if something's good or bad until the repercussions afterwards keep happening and happening and happening forever. And it's it's interesting to think that maybe, you know, the world's had enough of us and maybe we are just supposed to wipe ourselves out and maybe a new world or something greater will form, you know. 
Um, so <clears throat> I wrote a book three years ago, and in that book, yeah. um, one of the things I said was, well, first of all, I predicted that there's going to be a, a flu that's going to wipe out humans, right? Secondly, I believe that in 120 years, human beings will be extinct in terms of how yeah. we are or no Definitely. longer exist. We'll either all be gay, Definitely. all have the flu and die, prone to antibiotics, not enough food, flooded, whatever. We just, we wipe ourselves out, right? For sure. Um, and, and, uh, yeah so everything's perfect meaning there's a balance so the bees go to the flowers mm. they fly they drop the pollen and it fertilizes stuff like a, a fish will go into the pond it will eat a mm. fish born it will fly shit in the air and the and the, mm. the, the shit will go into another pond create new fish and so there's this perfect balance where too mm. many trees get bigger then there's a fire and then they burn and they survive humans have manipulated the science of nature so we can go into a forest and purposely burn down the trees which fucks up the earth the insects the animals put smoke in the atmosphere that blows north and that calls that over there which creates a storm then it floods mm -hmm. the the floor and then there's mm -hmm. a drought and so we can purposely manipulate life so as you're saying is everything part of the plan is god in control of every single fucking thing right mm -hmm. or can a human or any species at some point become so smart that it can manipulate its environment and therefore play god for that moment That's um, the that the fact that i can go into a forest right now and burn it down knowing it's going to have an impact on the environment in that surroundings i believe that we can choose to override the power of god and override the power of nature and manipulate it it will always mm -hmm. reset so if I burn that forest down in 10 years time, all the earth will be back to what it was now. The would be a tree that might not mm. be as big, but it will be bigger mm. than it was when it burned down. And all the animals come back like the Chinese city where it's been extinct because of nuclear radiation. Yeah. The tree is yeah. growing. The animals are growing yeah. through this city. That is an it's amazing insane. thing. Right? Oh, so, man. So, so nature will reset itself. Always. We can manipulate it. So the yeah. fact that we've manipulated train systems being on the same train, we are too close together. We've manipulated the law of if you're yeah. too close, a virus, bacteria, fire will get you. And mm. therefore we've manipulated science where we could like create a flu to provide a solution to our problem when we've manipulated the problem in the first place. So it's catch mm. 22 for the sake of what? Having food on demand having sex mm. on demand, having mm. a house on demand so we don't freeze at night. Is that the, mm -hmm. is that the, um, is that the, the consequence of having these luxuries? Well, all those luxuries are making us miserable anyway, because yeah. food on demand is making us fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sex on demand is making us fucking greedy. You know what I mean? And a house. Okay. A house is fucking wonderful, but we don't, how luxurious is a house? You know what I mean? Most houses just have so many extra things that we we don't really actually need. Like life, I feel, was a lot better when it was much more simple. And we have overcomplicated and have put such complexity into our own lives for convenience. I mean, Australia and England, I think, are two great countries for, uh, for this overuse of convenience. Like, Man, I look around me in Australia, and there's so many there's so many fat people. It's just mind blowing. And you know, you wonder why everyone's anxious Dying. and depressed. It's because your diet is full of sugar. Because everyone, yeah, I'm walking home from the city, and everyone there's like, there's like thirty guys on Uber Eats little bikes pedaling around delivering McDonald's to doors. And look, I'm a, an abuser of it myself, you know. But I feel like shit after I eat it. Um, these luxuries and these things that we're destroying the earth for other things that are also killing us. So it's just like us human beings, like you said, we, we have to some degree become mini gods in our own way because we've been able to manipulate so many things. Like even you and I having this discussion right now, we've been able to manipulate electromagnetic waves so I can see you on a computer in London or wherever you are in England, like, you know, sitting there with Have your you headphones on. The woods. <laughs> Use my friend 3D on his phone. <laughs> Using a lot of it, yeah, it's going to kill me. Yeah, hopefully it's not 5G, man. All those babies will be dying. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so we, we have somewhat become gods, but we've also shot ourselves in the foot because we are um, we're slowly killing ourselves with all our with all our luxuries. Um, life has become too easy in in some respect and and too plentiful. And when we get something small taken away from us, like our freedom, like with COVID, then the whole world just turns into a riot.
Um, so I don't know. If, the funny thing is with all these discussions is there's no answer is there things or no. Hey, I love what you say when you're, the only thing to do is just be yourself because it's true. Like what else do you do? There is no no there's no way to fix any of this you know what i mean there's no grand plan there's no we don't we're in a flying patch of dirt going through space a million miles an hour or whatever and we don't know how we why we're here how we got here you know what i mean we've just got thoughts and feelings and you know every day is a new day and um we're just you know trying to figure out what the hell's going on so there's there's clearly no answers to anything it's just be yourself don't get too attached to what society tells you to do because it's all garbage anyway. And just on and you feel something different, you know, like, because it's all just a bunch of madness anyway. And everything is for the influence and the control of somebody else's benefit. For example, any religion at some point, somebody would have created that. An individual would have created Definitely. a thought belief and then preached to other people. No, no one's Definitely. born with all these religious beliefs in the red. You've got to learn it of somebody else. Let's just say Jesus Definitely. and his Christian beliefs. He would have had to teach people that. So everything that we know is yes. for the benefit yes. of somebody else, whether Jesus wanted people to work for him, to pick his corn, whatever. Um, on that, if you look at cows, yeah, they all follow the big cow, for example, or the farmer, the shepherd, the leader, but they're all doing their own thing. They're all on their own patch of grass, eating their own thing. So <laughs> as much as human beings can follow patterns and shit like that, we've still got to do our own thing. But what's happening yeah. is, is that we're not doing our own thing. We're just no. following our tail, going around in circles, hoping at some point it will stop. But we realize we have to stop going around in circles. And when you think about food, Food is a parasite, it's a bacteria. If you look at a fly and it gets a parasite in its brain, it takes over the brain, makes it go to water and makes him shit himself to lay the eggs of the parasite. To... So mm. if that's essentially something else taking over that thing to either destroy it or to make it duplicate, think about a human being eating itself to death. There's lectins in the food, which is basically in simple terms... Uh, a fungus that needs more of itself in every single food right so when we're eating carbs and and corn potato and starchy shit just imagine that there's a a living thing in there that's saying i want more of that to keep growing so you have a massive bag of doritos in that doritos there is a parasite that wants more of itself now it's inside of you. The only way it can mm. get that is to take control of your brain and say, go and get more Doritos. Yes, boss. So you have more Doritos. Now you've got more Doritos in you. So now you've got twice as much parasites. So now you've got two hungry fuckers saying, get me Doritos. Mm. So now it mm. takes over the brain. Says, yes, boss. Then you go get two bags of Doritos. Now there's four. And then there's eight. And then there's 16. That's why it's so hard for a fat person to stop eating and lose weight. It's not as simple as saying, go to the gym, stop eating. And you could say mm. it comes down to willpower bullying insecurities mm -hmm. translate mm -hmm. that weakness of the brain what does that mm -hmm. say somebody else has taken over your brain who mm -hmm. that bully that bully has taken over your brain where you haven't got control over your emotions where you are comforting yourself with that bully saying you're not worth it you're a cunt you should kill yourself give me chris give me mcdonald's that is the same as a parasite taking over the fly's brain you have no control over yourself so is it the human being's fault that they can't stop eating no, it's not because everything always creates more of itself. Trees create more acorns and there's more trees. 100%. Food creates more food. Bees fucking pollinate more. Humans keep shagging and there's more people. It's like you look at African countries, right? With like um, AIDS and HIV. I used to say to myself, to my dad, what if they just stop fucking? Why do they just stop fucking if when they have mm. all these 10 kids, five die of AIDS? And then my dad was mm. like, it's not as simple as that. You try yeah. saying when I'm sexing ladies in front with yeah. her tits out on her pussy, stop, like, don't, don't fuck her when you're just so horny. How can yeah. you stop nature from doing that? Yeah, exactly. like, Sorry, love, I can't fuck you in case you have AIDS. Like, no, <laughs> I just need to fuck. So therefore, when you look at that, nature wants to create more of whatever there is. So there's yes. more adverts, the more you buy, the more money they have to create more adverts, the more they sell. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's what like, cells do, cells duplicate. You know what I mean? Cells duplicate, genes duplicate, and the most successful species are the ones that are, copy the most of themselves. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it works. But what, what? Yeah, but what do you do about it? I don't know. <laughs> like. And so, the, the, the only thing you can do is rather than provide solutions to problems, understand the problem 
and know that and just and just stick to it like look yeah. at ants underground they're all just following and clearing the paths that's all they do they yeah. don't question so that's the same mm. as just being themselves that cow on the field mm. just being themselves all we can do is be ourselves there's mm. nothing yeah. else you can do in life you find out that that was the way you needed to live and how did you find who you were so when I was younger, um, I never had any friends, never fitted in anywhere. I was always the the father of everyone around me saying, you shouldn't smoke. You're going to get cancer when you're older. You shouldn't snort mm. coat. You're going to fuck up your nose. Oh, fuck off. And they just wanted to fit in. They didn't want to hear it. And mm. then I knew in the future, I'd be that voice saying, you know, you shouldn't have done that. So I was always well ahead of my time. And so I wrote a song. It was actually a rap, and I'll, I'll rap it to you now. It was, you don't know me, you really think you do. Saying this stuff to me makes me want to screw. No, I don't, my girlfriends. I've done it all before. Something which you lie about, you say you've done more. To prove to you, you're a shy as a snail around girls, you're scared. Oh, you put me down, where's my bird? I said back to you, have you not heard? She's tan, she's beaut, she's ever so cute. I guess everyone on the cheek is the first time this week. Your girl's a tramp, she wears tacky old vans. You caught it class? <laughs> Make my ass. Come back to me in a few years' time. My song will be famous, I'm just waiting to shine. You're still dreaming, I'll be in a footballer, but this time now I would have stood a one knee to her. And that's basically the 18-year-old me having to deal with all the shit that I went through, knowing that when I get there, I'll look back and I was right. And you'll know that I was right, but there's nothing I can do until then, apart from just essentially believe in God's plan rather than kill yourself and keep going. So now I'm at the time where everyone's getting a mortgage, everyone's getting a house, everyone's been through their lovey doubly happy sex every night phase. Now they're sick of each other. Now they're getting mm -hmm. fat, having my takeaways all the time because they can't be mm -hmm. asked to do anything. I always saw that. And so and, and because I was always I always knew what would happen now. It's not a shock. I always knew what was going to happen. I always saw everything. I studied adults, my dad's parents, so my dad's friends, my mum's friends, my my friends at the time's parents. I saw oh. the patterns. I saw the divorce and I saw, well, I'm no different. It's just evolution yeah. repeating itself. And so yeah. because I already saw that, it's not a shock. It's like mm. if you see a load of ISIS, people chop off your neighbor's heads. If you see a dead person in the street, you're going to become numb to that. You're not going to be like, oh my mm. God, there's a dead body. Mm. You're going to be used mm. to it. Like somebody who deals mm. with, morgues sees a dead corpse there that's your job it's just another it's just a, a dead cow on a field right but if you've not and, seen and a dead the, body before you're gonna fucking have a breakdown yeah and the difference between you and what you did there and what 99.9 percent .9 of people do is you did your own research you looked at people and you said okay you're 20 years ahead of me you're 30 years ahead of me you're 40 years ahead of me in life I'm looking at the arc of your life, what you went through, what shit you've seen, what you did right, what you did wrong, what you regret, what you don't regret. Regret. <laughs> you took that information, regret, and you took that information and you said, that guy is me in 20, 30, 40 years' time. Of course he is. He's a homo sapien. He's a human being. The same shit's going to happen to me. And you use that information to better your life, whereas 99.9% .9 of people they just do whatever they're told in school or they just do whatever their friends want to do or they do whatever they're told to do rather than what they see is actually going on like most people. So there's all these things that the news tell you or whatever or like whatever's cool at the time. But there's a huge difference between what the media is telling you to do and what is actually going on. And it's, it's, I find it so strange that most people can't grasp, grasp that or even look at their own parents and just go, okay. Um, so they got married really young. It didn't work out. This is, this is their issue. This is why my dad's miserable. My mum works this sort of job, but she doesn't like it. My dad, da, 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 da. you know, it, it's, I'm so surprised more people haven't, don't well don't take that information on board or, or just ignore that information that life experience information but um putting that aside how did you find out who you were i just always did what, what i wanted, wanted to do <clears throat> selfishly i didn't yeah. i didn't purposely and i don't purposely annoy the people do things out of spite to hurt other people i just mm -hmm. do me I do mm. me regardless. I'm a selfish, mm. selfless prick, which means if yeah. I'm not doing me, I'm yeah, serving me you. If I have a takeaway, mm. everyone can take what they want first and I'll have what's left. But if I want to take away for myself and you mm -hmm. say, can I have something? I'm going to be like, no, because I fucking got this for me when I never have anything for me. I'm eating this. Do not call me selfish. Okay. 
because I'm not fucking mm-hmm. selfish. I didn't know you were mm-hmm. going to come in the door and say, oh, well, I haven't eaten yet, okay? Now mm-hmm. I'm pissed off. I've always ever done me and just made sure that I've not affected anybody else. And if I'm doing something which is affecting somebody else, I will assess the situation. Is it worth affecting that person? How is that like? How is it going to affect that person? Is it going to affect them later on in life? Is it just momentarily like a competition where you're just grabbing everything and I'm never going to see him again? Okay, so if I'm grabbing, yeah. say, all the gold coins, is this gold going to be worth something for me later on in life that I can affect this person in a negative way that I don't need to care? And then you look at it like this. If there's a carcass in the wild and you haven't eaten for days and there's other animals there, that haven't eaten either if you don't attack that carcass and take what you need to survive mm-hmm. others are going to take it instead and you're going to die 100 percent, you realize can... it's a balance 100 percent, and you you've got to you've got to be selfish to be selfless you've got to love yourself first if you don't love yourself then you can't you don't have love to give to other people and that's something i've learned um so many people will want to chew up your time and take your time and take your energy and energy vampires and take you take whatever they would take whatever they can for you, from you especially when people start to see um you being happy or you being successful or you making your own breakthroughs with yourself or you finding new and interesting things to do in your life once that people seeing you do that they want more of your energy and they want to take more of you and i feel like you need to be firm with and, and selfish in many respects with your time and your energy and your goals and who you are. Because when you're chasing your authentic self and you're being yourself, people recognize that. And it makes, especially with your surrounding friends and your close friends, it, a, a lot of them get afraid of that because they see you having a breakthrough and you starting to enjoy life a little bit more and you starting to be more at ease with yourself. And that that scares the shit out of them because they're still lost and they're still bouncing around. And so they'll start trying to grab on tighter and trying to start chewing up more of your time and start trying to take more of your mental energy. And that's when it's very important for people who are just starting to find out who they are and becoming themselves. It's very, it's very important for them to remember to be selfish and to be um, in a lot of situations and to be, um, be staunch with their views and also with their energy and their time. And, because to find out who you are and to become yourself and to become authentic and to be an individualist, it takes a lot of work and it takes energy and it takes time, especially if you're trying to weed yourself out of the social norms that get brought up. Um, so okay, you said that you're both selfish and selfless because I think you have to be very much both of those things to be who you are because people will want you to be who they want you to be rather than who you are. And that's that's a thing you have to battle with all the time. It's like a great leader is a fantastic follower because they understand mm. how crucial it is for you to follow exactly what I say because I don't know what's happening otherwise unless you... A leader will always follow better than somebody who's following a leader who can't lead because they will naturally start to take control and do things their way and think, well, I thought this was the best best way to do it and the leader's like well hang on a sec i didn't know that i've got a bigger plan you're you're working for my plan so that you just put this in place has fucked everything up so again selfish selfless leader greatest follower if you attract then you have the same energy to repel um mm-hmm. it, it, all, it all comes down to once you get to a certain level of something your 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 reach is the, the same like if you are an amazing then scientists amazing foot other footballers around will admire you so mm-hmm. when you go up it, it you become you, you that's it like you you're selfish and you're selfless because essentially mm-hmm. it's just in life it's attract or repel once mm-hmm. you raise your energy it's that f- massive force of attract or repel mm-hmm. and you're going to be selfish to get there to be that soccer player to be that famous scientist you you need time. You need to, you need to be selfish with your time. You you need to be training seven. You need to be training six days a week for several hours a day, and then playing that one game a week. Or if you're a scientist, if you're an academic of any sort, you are spending ninety, literally ninety percent of your waking hours on whatever your field is. You know what I mean? And you have to be selfish. You have to push some people away, and you have to spend that time on yourself. But 
if that's who you are part of your makeup then that's just something you've got to do but once you reach that top that's when you can start giving back that's when you give back the information or if you're a football player that's when you play that sport and people watch you and they love you and they want to be a part of you um and that's when you can give back but yeah selfish and selfless big time um i am i'm a i'm worn out after that uh do you want to continue for a little longer or shall we wrap it up <laughs> yeah well have you got anything else to add where, where, where's where's this new place you're at man i like i like this setup with this big couch and the window behind you oh it's it cool. just, i just put a massive beanbag on it's my bed yeah, sitting up because where's the sit um i want to lie down but lying on my bed is not it's not really not that i care but yeah. something's saying you shouldn't be in bed for fuck's sake. So I thought, well, I'll compromise. I'll put I'll put a beanbag on the bed. So I'm not actually in bed. I am in bed, but I'm on a yeah. beanbag. So <laughs> cool. Okay. And how how have you been, man? What do you, what have you been up to recently? And like, what will actually different question? What are some things you've learned about yourself recently? That everything that I knew was going to happen but I didn't want to happen, happen. So, for example, mm. if I know that this coin's going to go up in crypto, I know it's going to go up, but I want it, I want another coin to go up, and then I cash out and put it in that one. The one that I had in goes up, and I've got all the coins in another coin, all the money in another coin that has just stayed there. And then the same thing, I know that's going to go up, hence why I fucking put it in there in the first place. And then I look mm -hmm. at another coin, and then that goes up, and I haven't gone anywhere. So I learned that always go with what you know, even though it isn't what you want. Because in life, they say, is it a need or a want? If it's a need, mm -hmm. do it. If it's a want, don't. Right? Mm -hmm. Always go with the need. And if you can really fight your ego, knowing that the need overall will get you perfectly in line versus the want, you've got to trust it, man. If you've got to work extra four months to make that money back based on a need instinct, where that money will end up coming in them versus I want the money now cashing out you just added another four months onto those four months so really mm. thinking to yourself what do I know is going to happen versus what do I want always go with the no versus the want because I want uh, <clears throat> a naked lady with me no this wrong example I want a, a sexy girlfriend <laughs> and a person that's fantasy that doesn't exist what I need yeah. is just somebody to go out for dinner with. Like, keep yeah. it fucking simple. Somebody so that respect want, you and love I, you. Keep it simple. Yeah, what I want is over there, and I'm ignoring what's here, which is what I knew yeah. was supposed to be yeah. in the first place. So going with a I know versus what I want is the best advice I can give because I'm experiencing this right now. I always went for the want, and I've gone around in circles. If I went for the no, I'd be one step ahead. Mm, I like that. Actually, I'm going to use that for something that's going on in my life right now. That's good. I'm glad what, that that what, that came at the right time. That get a piece whiteboard. Of get a whiteboard yeah? yeah. Get a whiteboard. Write mm -hmm. down all the things you want. Okay, and all the things you. If he's trying to make a decision, write down what you want the outcome to be, and write down what you know the outcome is probably going to be. Instincts always right. Draw a line in the middle. Wipe out what you want, and you're left with what you know is going to happen. Stick to it. Put it in order. Align it up in order, right? And then number it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Do the first mm. one, tick it off. Do the second one, tick it off. Do the third one, tick it off. Do the fourth one, tick it off. And essentially, mm. you've hopped from stone to stone and you've walked miles. Whereas if you try and jump to the stone ahead of that middle stone, it's the breaking the law of things happen in time. Like the yeah. sun, your shadow. Your shadow doesn't just go from here to here, it moves no. slowly. And when you mm. look at how plants grow, it opens up slowly. It doesn't just go from a little fucking sprout to a flower. Yeah. When you realise you're no different with your thoughts and you have to do things in order, you realise, fuck me, this is the law of attraction. Wipe out what I want, because that's influenced by somebody else. What you know and need is based on your own energy, and then you have to undo the vibrations and put it into order, because you want to do a mm -hmm. film, but you need a camera. You want to get a camera, you need to make some money. So you've got to call up your mate. That's all in different order. So you put it on the whiteboard, call up your mate. Make some money, get your camera, do your film. 
And fuck me, mm-hmm. that happens so easily, so quickly, that if you just done what you knew you should have done in the first place, rather than, oh, invest them into Bitcoin, make that money now, and I'll yeah. do my next week. <laughs> you haven't gone anywhere. So you say, for fuck's sake, I wish I'd just got a fucking job. Made that two grand in one month, got the camera, got the cameraman, and I'd be here. So with me, I've done the fucking complete opposite because I didn't want to fucking get a job. Mm-hmm. And I've gone around in circles. So mm-hmm. I literally quite a bit in my ego and just done what I know I should do versus what I want to happen, knowing that I might have to wait four months and work my ass off for four months to get something right now, which if I borrowed, I'd have it right now. But I'm in the pattern of debt again. So it's like, for yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> and the whiteboard keeps the ego in check because it's there in black and white right there in front of you. Because the ego will, no matter what you practice or how many, how many times a day you think about it, the ego will always creep its way back in. But if it's up there on the board, then if you look at like magicians like darren brown dynamo um david blaine when they want you to when they're doing a card trick the reason why they control the card trick and they say do you want to change your mind do you want that card it doesn't matter what you think is your decision it's already influenced by their decision by the fact that they are observing you so when they observe you they take away your ability to make your own decision right they observe you meaning their energy is so overriding your energy that if your answer is not in sync with what they want you to choose, you're yeah. going to flip it. And if it is in sync, you're going to stick because it's in yeah. harmony. If it's in harmony, mm-hmm. it's sticking. If it's not, mm-hmm. shift it into one. It's like if you call your mm-hmm. friend, but you've missed out the wrong digit, you're going to get the wrong number. If you change that digit, you call him and you speak him. So when you realize, okay, if a magician can influence that person based on what he wants the outcome to be, our brain is constantly flooded with our own what we want versus what everyone else wants. And the only way to work out what is what I want versus what they want. Do I want a pair of Nike shoes because I want them or was it because I saw an advert? You literally got to dissect like why? Who gave me this thought? So you write it on yeah. the whiteboard. Do I need shoes? And now you got fucking 10 in the cupboard, you twat. OK, so I want the shoes. So you put that on the want list and it's like, do I need money to pay my bills because I'm not going to have any food? That's probably a need. So therefore, that goes on the need list. And I'm telling you, wipe out the want list. If you have enough money, then you can get the Nike shoes and the TV. Yeah. But the need list is literally one thing. Yeah. Because if you take care of them, yeah, yeah. So there's like one right. on the fucking billion want lists. You're you right. Go for the want list, and you still need the need thing. Like yeah. you still haven't got. Yeah. You're still freezing at night time. Like you need a hundred pound blanket. <laughs> But you wanted to just pair of trainers. Get the night shoes, hundred quid. Still freezing. You want your your KFC? You make a, a blanket out of night shoes. You gotta stitch together all your night shoes and make a blanket out of it. Exactly. So yeah, um, dissecting whose thought is this? Somebody else's or mine? Oh, and the yeah. whiteboard is crucial because then you you yeah. see it in front of you. I like that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Perfect piece of advice. Um, yeah, shall we? Uh, shall we end up there, or do you wanna... yeah, let's do it. Right, one sec. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to subscribe and follow, so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Ciao, amigos.